Coming up on Star Wars tonight, we're talking about Rogue One. We're finally getting into the meat of the film that comes out this December. Also, I'm welcoming a very special guest, and let's do it right now. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, there will be negotiations, and they will be aggressive. I'm just saying. So. I'm just saying. I'd like to welcome to Star Wars tonight, episode twenty-seven, uh, Mr. Matt Rushing. How's it going, Matt? Man, it's going great. I'm I'm so excited to be here uh, to be talking about uh, some Rogue One. Yes, uh, I, I'm I'm getting so excited for this film coming yes. out. I've, I've been excited. Sure, but sure, I, sure. I feel like the excitement is becoming palpable now. Like oh. you just, it just keeps building and building, and 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 the fact that you're Starting the the Star Wars tonight early, it's getting me even more excited. So goodness, um, yes. Can it just be December? I know for so many reasons. <laughs> yes, <laughs> as, as I'm in the midst of the semester here. Uh, no, and I'm your host. Uh, in case you have forgotten since yesterday, uh, Riley Blanton. So we are on to episode 27. Very excited to have you on, Matt. As as always, of course, of the Aggressive Negotiations podcast, the 602 Club podcast, and just an all around awesome uh, guy. We had the chance to hang out a lot a lot at Dragon Con. Yes, but, yes. But uh, I, let's not mess around. Let's get straight to it. There's this Hollywood Reporter piece that came out this morning. I texted it to you, and I wanted yes, to discuss did. a little bit because Rogue One is really like. I mean, the same thing was happening, I guess, around this uh, around this time last year with The Force Awakens. But as as the real publicity machine really gets going, it's just new stuff every day, which is great because we're doing a daily yes. podcast. So uh, this this piece in Hollywood Reporter has a has some new uh, quotes, an interview with Gareth Edwards, where he teases us a little bit. Something that has really been kind of back and forth when it comes to the story of this film's production, depending on who you ask, depending on what the story is, what the leaks are. And we're getting some new information on how Rogue One could be a little bit different from other Star Wars films, which I find rather intriguing because as much as The Force Awakens was a success for being very much in the vein of previous Star Wars films, particularly the original trilogy, it's interesting to hear Gareth Edwards explain how he's uh, setting his own mark on the Star Wars universe. And we're going to discuss all of this right after I thank everyone who supports this program at uh, patreon.com slash Star Wars Report. Uh, if you're into this whole nightly live podcasting thing, which, uh, boy, I, am I. Uh, <laughs> which is why we're doing it. Uh, you can support us, actually. You can go to patreon.com slash Star Wars Report and directly support the uh, programming that we're doing here each and every weeknight. I'm very excited. Later this week, I just got confirmation. Mr. Bobby Roberts is coming up. Uh, we've got brand new guests tomorrow. Bethany's returning in studio to do a musical breakdown this Friday, and we're doing it every weeknight here live at facebook.com slash Star Wars Report. That's where you can tune in live every night and, of course, catch the podcast feed on iTunes and anywhere you get podcasts. And like I say, only reason we can do it is the folks who are supporting us. So if you're interested in uh, supporting the show directly and getting access to some sweet bonus content, I don't have... Announcements right now. We are actually we have some really cool bonus content we're going to be doing really soon there. I'll announce that once we're ready to go on it. But uh, but again, you can support us Patreon.com/slash Star Wars Report. But let's talk about this. This piece from the Hollywood Reporter. This is a piece uh, from uh, Graham McMillan, and and here's the here's the TLDR. Like here's the top quote. Quote: The film doesn't unfold how you think. Teased director Gareth Edwards. Will Rogue One? 
be the downbeat alternative to the main series. Ooh. So what's your reaction when you hear that, Matt? Well, you know, it's a it's an interesting question. And I think um majority of people that are big time fans like us that are super excited about this, we've been thinking about this film and, and our thought process I think from the very beginning was is that most of these prob most of these people are probably gonna die, you know? Like yeah. Uh, you don't see a lot of them surviving. But when I hear Gareth Edwards say the film doesn't unfold how you think it will, it's not the same path as Star Wars. I just, it, it seems to me like they're setting us up for something that's going to be interesting and it's going to be surprising to fans. Like, I, I think we all expect they're going to steal these Death Star plans and most of them are going to die. But what if that's not the case? Like, what if. This story takes a twist that we're just not seeing. And I, I think that's what it's exciting to me that there are still some surprises yeah. left in this, you know, old rust bucket of the Millennium Falcon. You know, there's mm -hmm. there's still something where they want to keep us on our toes. And, you know, from everything that you've seen with the trailers on this film. I think the look and the feel, it feels like Star Wars, and yet it also feels like its own thing, and I think that sets Gareth Edwards and what he's trying to do apart. Uh, and I, that's what I'm so excited about with this film, is that I don't know exactly what to expect. And I think that's really exciting for us, uh, especially after, you know, seeing The Force Awakens. And, it, and like you said, it was a film that, felt very familiar. This one feels like it's not quite as familiar. And to me, that is super exciting. It's interesting because what, what jumps out to me, and we haven't even dug into the meat of the piece, but seriously, like I do get that sense, that sort of plot twist moment, which is not really something we normally would associate with the saga film, right? I mean, I guess the closest thing we could come to is the Luke, I am your father type of moment, right? which right. is kind of a plot twist. But it's not in the vein of a, I, I don't know, of a Christopher Nolan film, like a Memento-style plot twist. That's a more mythological uh, reveal of ancestry. So, And I don't know that, frankly, that like character deaths are what he's alluding to. Because I don't think that's going to be a surprise for anybody. If, if Baze right. Malbus uh, sacrifices himself, or, <laughs> or if uh, Saw Gerrera, especially after that last trailer, was like, Save the dream! Right. <laughs> I, I mean, if I've ever heard last words, that's what it sounds like. Um, I, I don't know. I think that there is something uh, additional there. So let's I actually just want to jump into this directly. Um, again, this, this is straight from uh, Gareth Edwards. Even though we're not telling the story of Luke Skywalker, it was important to me that we captured the same themes and emotions. However, uh, Jyn Erso is, quote, not the person she's supposed to be because of the intergalactic war and the rebellion. He added, quote, the film doesn't unfold how you think. It's not the same path as Star Wars. So I, I think, it, I, I just get the sense that we're not going to get the uh, standby, clear bay, and then the dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun as we, it's the, you know, the, the shot goes off and the Death Star explodes and then there's a happily ever after. I think that's a given. But not only that, I fully expect for this to tie into A New Hope in a way that we're not really expecting. Right. I don't know. What would you... Like, if, if if there's something that you're not expecting, which I guess by exploring it, maybe now we're going to be expecting it, but what are your thoughts on it? You know, the thing that I, I, I kind of latched on to with that idea about Jin and the, the film not unfolding how you would think, 
you know, Star Wars itself, and especially the original trilogy, was about a father being redeemed by the son. Yeah. But what if, you know, what if Jin dies to save her father? That kind of reverse, you know? Interesting. Um, and I, I was thinking that because I, I think that would be unexpected um, to have a, a, a child redeem their parent, but by them yeah. making the sacrifice of dying. Uh, you know, and, and so again, it's another twist on that, you know, we, Force Awakens, we saw the, the parent be killed by the child and the original trilogy, we see the, uh, father be saved by the son, uh, but then die. And so what if this one was about, you know, Jen makes the ultimate sacrifice, but it ends up saving her father in some way. Uh, I, I think that would be really interesting. And to me, uh, a little bit more unexpected than, you know, just a bunch of the characters kind of dying in their mission. Um, because I, I think this one they're setting up, especially in that last trailer, that yeah. this really is about the father-daughter relationship and oh, where absolutely. that's gone. And I think that's fascinating to, to discover as well because, you know, uh, we don't know Ray's parentage yet, so we don't know who her parents are, you know, all that yep. kind of jazz. Mm-hmm. This one, I think that makes it really fascinating to discover a, a father-daughter relationship step instead of the father-son, which we've seen so much of. No, absolutely. It's so true. And in fact, um, as Macmillan, as the, as the author of the piece points out, you know, on that last line about it not being the same path as Star Wars, um, it is interesting because, as he points out, that Star Wars is the story of redemption, and so uh, the writer speculates, um, if it's not the, the story of Star Wars, what if it's the opposite? What if it's Jin attempting to redeem her father, who we know had some sort of role in the construction of the Death Star? And what if she ultimately fails? Like, that would be a very interesting, um, uh, that would be a very interesting take on it. Well, and, and uh, the, the whole thing here, it, it, it's going to be fascinating for me is uh, the divergence to, you know, we're, we're used to seeing kids go a different way uh, than they're supposed to in Star Wars or the way that they think their, you know, their parents thought they were going to go. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Anakin going a different way than Obi-Wan and his mother probably would have wanted, or obviously would have wanted. Uh, Luke going a completely different way than his dad wants him to go. Uh, but in the end, it turning out okay because of the Force and, and with no you know, like mystical Jedi really here. Um, you know, all of these people are, are just normal human beings. They're not force sensitive. Uh, I think it's really interesting, the story that they're going to tell and how all that's going to work out. And I'm, I'm really excited to see, I think, Jen and her father and, and the story that they want to move forward in that way. I, I'm so, this film has me thinking so many different things. And, um, the fact that Gareth Edwards is promising us and saying, look, this film isn't going to play out exactly how you think it's going to. I think that that's fantastic. And, and in a lot of ways, I don't want to know, you know, I want to be able to walk into a star Wars film uh, and be surprised uh, yeah. because, you know, I think that for me, the last time I really felt surprised in a star Wars, something mm-hmm. was probably during the clone wars um, when, Interesting. Super surprising things were happening a lot. I mean, I don't think anybody expected Darth Maul to come back. Uh, that that's true. Know. That was a surprise. Yeah, you um, know, so things like that. I mean, uh, they were taking some huge risks with storytelling with Star Wars, 
and yet it was still feeling like Star Wars and they were making it work. And so what I'm excited about is I feel like Gareth Edwards is kind of tapping into that same type of storytelling that we got there in the Clone Wars to do something that hopefully people aren't expecting. Yeah. So that's what I'm really hopeful for. And, um, you know, the greatness of Star Wars is that it mimics the the old films and the old genres of the past and 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 makes it its own. And mm-hmm. this kind of being that heist film fits perfectly within the things that George set up, worked throughout the series, worked throughout the Clone Wars that Dave still does in Rebels. And so I, I, I that's what I'm expecting is an unexpected heist story. An, uh, an unexpected heist story. I think that was the alternate title to the third Hobbit movie. Um, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I just had it to. It does kind of sound like it, doesn't it? <laughs> Suara, Suara in the chat was saying uh, the correct quote is, no, I'm your father, which, by the way, uh, a, po- a pox a pox upon my entire family for for forgetting that. Or I didn't forget, but I slipped. I slipped. Sorry. I know the quote is, no, I am your father. And also, fair point, Suara, in the chat. Yay, death. And that is does seem to kind of be the theme um, of the uh, of some of this material that's coming out so far. It's a that is an intri- it, It's there's so much to still learn about this movie, and I still have a feeling that this like the original cut, some of the stuff that before they went in and did some reshoots, before they did some rewriting, some of the original vision was really dark. Like I've been watching some of the well, two things. One, going back and rewatching Game of Thrones uh, with my mom. Uh, which, which of course is, I've, and I've mentioned it on here before, but I always feel like this is the, this is the thing I have to say. Fortunately, these are the, the, the PG 13, uh, vid angel, like family edits, which, but even then like dark series, dude, like yes. a very, and it <laughs> seems to be what's in, whether it's like season seven of walking dead that just premiered and some of the events in that, or whether it's black mirror, which I've been getting back into. Like I just watched an episode of black mirror, uh, yesterday, uh, the new season on Netflix, and it's just like it's unapologetically awful and dark, and just like brutal without any redemption whatsoever. And it was just like this is a commentary on like the darkest side of humanity. Here you go, and I just left myself like, man. And I and, and in some ways, I think that if they do it right, you can kind of capture those elements where the good guys do sacrifice themselves and lose and the bad guys do win and then the, and the worst of humanity is shown in the new empire because that might make a, a new hope all that more impactful uh if 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 done right i don't i don't know what do you what, is is it possible what's the line that's too far for matt rushing like if that if they cross it if it's like they mercilessly just slaughter everybody at the end of the film is that too far you know i i i don't think i don't think they'll go you know, that far, I think that, you know, in Star Wars, every time that somebody dies, uh, you know, unless it's like a stormtrooper, uh, it's important. You know, they they think through and, and they really analyze, OK, is it is it really important for this character to die? And, and I think especially characters that are the leads in the film, you know, we really want to think through. Okay, who do we want to take out, and how do we want to take them out, and why do we want to take them out? Yeah, and so I, I think that's uh, the most in, an important thing to think about here. And 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 I was thinking about this today of of why they would do that, and I and thought came to my head of, of how we dealt with Ahsoka 
Mm -hmm. Uh, And, you know, the fact that everybody assumed, oh, she's got to die. You know, uh, she she's going to you know, she could never live. There's no way she could live anything Mm -hmm. like that. And Mm -hmm. I think, Mm -hmm. you know, that's a that's really a misnomer. That's just not true. And so um, I, I think that that means for all of these characters, however, they play out their their life cycle. And if they live past this film, I think they've put a lot of thought into why that would be the case. And yes, so whether absolutely. it's Jin or Bays or, you know, Cassian or any of them, we're not just going to kill them indiscriminately because we don't do that in Star Wars. Um, this isn't know, George R. R. Martin, anything, okay? We bring him back like right. Darth Maul. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, you know what? That's an absolutely fair point. That's an absolutely fair point. I think it's it's one of those things that it is a tough balance to get. And, and you know what? Frankly, I, I do think that the Star Wars universe has been a little too small sometimes. Um, I think that some it has a tendency, especially honestly in the Clone Wars and Rebels, to be a little bit too familiar, bring in the familiar characters a little bit too often, and it's an easy trap to fall into, where for me, like I like the idea of a larger universe where these characters can have an impact on the story, but totally independently of the Skywalker storyline. But man, yeah, I mean, yeah. for a Star Wars movie, that's a challenge. Like, that is a big challenge. Wow. Uh, well, and I we're... think one of the things, Riley, is that to look again to the Clone Wars, they made us care about characters that were beyond Obi-Wan and uh, Anakin. And, you know, how many people care as much about Rex or Ahsoka or, you know, somebody like a Hondo or something like that? Those became their favorite characters. You've got a good blueprint for how to do that. Uh, And I think that's what's fascinating to me. Like you're saying, we've got all these great new characters we're going to probably fall in love with, and the last thing we want is for them to die. Yeah. But, and if they do it right, that's exactly what will happen, and we'll care that much more. Gentlemen, that puts the wraps on episode 27 of Star Wars tonight. A big thank you. Round of applause. Round of applause for Matt Rushing, everybody. Thank you so much for uh, joining us, sir. Man, it's been a bit a it's a bit of hoot nanny of a show. I've always wanted to say hoot nanny. Uh, <laughs> man, no, seriously, uh, thank you so much for coming on. It's the Aggressive Negotiations podcast where Matt can be found. Uh, what are, what are you guys up to on Aggressive Negotiations, and where can folks find you online, sir? Yeah, uh, you can find me on Twitter at MattRushing02. You can also find Aggressive Negotiations at The Jedi Masters. Um, We've been doing all sorts of fun things kind of uh, in the Halloween vein. Nice. We we talked about Darth Maul. We talked about the Night Sisters, some things like that. Uh, We're excited to be jumping into some fun topics soon. And, of course, with Rogue One coming up, uh, you know, that's the fun thing about us. You just never know what we're going to talk about talk about each week so yeah aggressive negotiation over there on itunes and of course the 602 club as well excellent excellent be sure to catch it out and uh, and matt can also be found on twitter it's at matt rushing zero two we'll have all the links in the show notes for this week's uh this day's today's podcast because guess what we're back well tomorrow night because it is star wars tonight your nightly countdown to star wars rogue one again thanks to everybody supporting us over at patreon.com slash Star Wars Report, and a serious big thank you and shout out to those of you who have already left iTunes reviews 
And we've got more spots. We've got some great giveaways, including a Darth Maul Disney Infinity figure. We mentioned, you know, we mentioned in the Return of Maul, so uh, I have to throw that out there. So remember, the next uh, next five reviewers on iTunes, email us uh, your shipping information and your iTunes username, and we will be doing giveaways a spectacular everywhere. Look at that! Look at that! So. Uh, that puts the wraps, like I say, on this week's uh, and this and tonight's episode. We'll catch you tomorrow night, every night, live, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time at Facebook.com slash Star Wars Report is where we will be. Catch us again tomorrow, 7 o'clock, as you're listening to this podcast. That's tonight at 7 o'clock, and we do appreciate you tuning in. So long! Nice. The, ex- the, the, the expressions, the opinions, that's the word I'm looking for. The opinions expressed in this podcast represent only that of the host and not the Star Wars Report, Lucasfilm, Disney, or any other sane entity. Remember, many Bothans did not die to bring you Rogue One. That's the next Death Star. <laughs> so long. Chair dancing going, guys. Oh man, you gotta love some eight-bit Jabba flow. It's it's good. Ah. I mean, I actually think I like this that version better. It's even more fun. Are you listening? Yeah, like catch this, catch the jam right here. Oh Jabba. Yeah, see that? Wow. Oh Jabba. I actually, I, I want to be playing. Uh, Super Star Wars The Force Awakens right now. Oh, can you uh, imagine? Wouldn't that be awesome? Oh, I would pay so much money for that. I would just, I know. I would buy I original Nintendo just to do that. All right, oh let me let gosh. me shut off our, our broadcast here. Again, thanks to everybody who tuned in live. Uh, and we'll catch you guys next next time, tomorrow night.